is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Hey, man. Outstanding. So, uh, Jay, first, let's go what? over your go-to. What happened? No, first, welcome to the Schaefer Baseball Report. Number 95. 95. And five counting away. down to 100. Five away. Right? Five away. That's it. Yeah. So we gotta get the number from all the other shows because we've done a lot. We've, we've talked a lot of trash over, the, <laughs> over yeah. a long period of time yep. now. So we're getting there. But uh, what happened to my goatee? Yes, I, 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 have the, I have these senior moments all the time. I turned sixty on Sunday, right? So I'm just trying to clean up. You know, I know we have dinner coming up and all that, and I may not get to it again. So I, you know, I get the clippers out and I usually <laughs> put it on three and I do the three. And then so when I go to get my haircut from uh, Sport Clips. Um, Beth White, who does my hair, she always does this comb thing, right? And man, it makes it look like nice. I'm like, I'm gonna do the comb thing. Put it right up, get my face, take it down. I got this. I got this runway strip right here. So I had. So I had to take. I had to take it all down, clean it all up. So, but like, I look 59. Yeah, 59. I look 59. All of 59. Every bit of 59. Every, right? Not no. one bit of 60. Right. No. The goatee does wonders for you. Which side? The 59 or no, the 60 side? No, it makes you side? look about 49. The goatee? Yeah. Oh, so now I look older. Yeah, you look older. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little upset with that now. Okay. I'm going to go put on that fake mustache. Andrew, Andrew and I bought that outfit to do. Uh, uh, we were going to do that uh, Rock the Night. Yeah. For UDACF. Yeah, that was and um, we had a, a band coming. We were going to do it at the Ann Springs Barn. Marachi know. Band? How <laughs> yeah. do those guys carry those big guitars, man? What I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, and it's always the biggest, fattest guy carrying the biggest. Yeah, that's right. The biggest guitar, but uh, yeah. So I, I got like this rock and roll hairdo, and I had the big Fu Manchu, and and I had my cool Chili Pepper. Did you have the jacket on? Yeah, my Chili Pepper oh, nice, jacket. Nice. I love that jacket. Nice. Yeah, I break that out all the time, especially like when I'm beer testing. That's your uh, thinking then, jacket. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Betsy Glode is selling for um, a wine company, okay. and um, we got a whole case of wine in the other day. Outstanding. It's got no. It's supposed to have no sulfates, and it's not supposed to let you get hung over. But when you kill five bottles, you're hung over, dude. Really? <laughs> in one night. Well, there was a couple other people okay. there. It wasn't just like me and my wife or, you know. Gotcha. But most of it was me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Betsy Glow, Ross's, uh, Ross Glow's uh, <clears throat> wife. And the whole month of May was Brain Tumor Awareness Month. So have all half of her profits went to Brain Tumor Awareness. So nice. we, we We jumped on that, a bunch of people. But the wine was phenomenal. I mean, I was, you know. So yeah. I've gone from the universal beer test guy, guy dude person they got to bring samples into the office so we can well, try we're gonna have, it, you know? on, one, on 100 we're going to have something in it'll be very interesting how we start and how we end it's like that what's that drunk history you ever seen that on uh <laughs> I've, I've heard about it yeah oh, uh, that's YouTube, outstanding yeah. oh that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's crazy watching that so um well a lot it, to talk about today oh man you know I, I wake up this morning and well you know and i start hearing i hear yesterday i know i sent the text and really then late. you know then then race and you know then everything starts to pound in like what are we gonna do how's it gonna go but ncaa changes up on us again so i want to read this real quick so people understand what's going on guys this and, is the third time yeah and if you guys have questions out there please yeah. send them in I, that was great last week with a yeah. couple yeah. guys sending mm-hmm. questions in so um 
The NCAA extended the recruiting dead period an additional month through July 31st on Wednesday, marking the third extension in the past two months in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The initial dead period was set to expire on April 15th, uh, before the NCAA extended it six weeks to April 1. It was then extended an additional month to May 13th and was set to expire June 30th uh, prior to Wednesday's announcement. Um, you know, we, we in here, we're, we're, we're scheduling showcases and events and things like that because our, you know, our recruitable ages are, it's, it's that time. That's your and, audience. And so every time now we got to, you know, we got to contact colleges and say, hey, we, you know, we, we want you to be here. And then we got to change it, change it, change it. So it's, you know, it's constantly um, revolving in here. It's just a different story every single mm-hmm. day. And, you know, we, we were getting ready to play this weekend. We hope we still are. We're fortunate enough that our field has tarps and things like that. Um, but we knew that we were going to play without college coaches. Mm-hmm. So now that's one thing that comes. That's one thing we need to discuss. That's a topic. Yep. How many? You know, I mean, we're just playing baseball. You know, and it's get out there and get get yourself back in the game and get used to it. And don't ever expect the college coach to be anywhere near. Yep. The uh, you know the games. A lot's changing. I mean, as far as the game is changing, and I mean how recruiting is going to be. You know how recruiters go about their business and how guys are. You know, showcasing in front of recruiters. You know, I mean. Every day is a different day, so I mean, as as you said, with with them pushing it back, you know, we got to get creative as well. You know, we got to start streaming and we got to start making you know little clips of these guys and you know sending it out. And yeah, the recruiting process is going to become virtual. Yeah, right yeah. now. And here's the other thing that has to take place. And you know, I've, I've I've talked about this for a long time because you know you guys know my recruiting story. I never got recruited. Yeah. You know, my father said he could play and. You know, he can run, he can throw, he can hit, he can knock the bat out of his hands. Do you want him? I end up in a Division One program in the ACC because the, the college coach trusted my father's ability to evaluate talent yep. and knew that he wasn't just stuffing something in there, whether I was a stepson or not. He wasn't just stuffing something in there. He knew that you know, he had enough pride in his in his in Maryland mm-hmm. and um, you know was going to put the best players that he possibly could into that scenario. So now we become the recruiting arm. Mm-hmm. If, if there's trust in certain people, we become the recruiting arm for a lot of these schools because they're not going to get the opportunity to get out and see these guys. That's right. So if I call and I say, this is an SEC, ACC dude, you know, and I, we can't listen to the thing, well, I hope I, I got to get to see him. I got to get to see him. Well, you can't get to see him. You can see him on video, you know, and you can trust that we know what we're doing. And, you know, take a shot or don't, but somebody's going to grab this kid and... Well, a lot of it's going to go back to how it used to be, like you just said, like your your father, you know, just putting the word out there and the guy trusting. I mean, these college coaches got to trust, you know, coaches like yourself and all the other coaches that's respectable and putting good product out there. I mean, if a guy sells a guy, you know, five guys and like, which one? And, you know, it's like, take them all five, you know, then it's going to lose some credibility. Right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, if you know, if you pick up a phone and you say, hey, like we were just talking about the kid, you know, a couple minutes ago before we went on air. And I mean, how passionate you talked about him. If I'm a college coach, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to see that guy. I want to take a shot on him. So I mean, you know, it's got to be a lot of word of mouth, and it's got to be a lot of trust out there, and, and it's got to be, you know, built off relationships. No longer, I mean, the days of us seeing eighth graders and ninth graders and you know, tenth graders, you know, just getting an offer, you know, just by one showcase is, I think, is going to be the, you know, the way. I mean, the stuff of the past. I mean, because. Can't really trust a guy if he's you know vouching for an eighth grader. Like you got to sign this guy right now. I had had a conversation yesterday with our 2023 team that I'm coaching. Right, and this is this is a talented. This is probably the best talent 
collectively that I've had in the 15 years that we've been doing this. Um, and I told him, you know, this is going to be tough for you guys now. Your 2023s, you have this year, next year, and your senior year to get recruited. Mm-hmm. But the logjam is going to start to affect these guys. Because, of course. You know, the seniors are back, yeah. right? The juniors are back. The sophomores are back. The freshmen are back. So what I mean is the freshmen last year are freshmen this year. And then the freshmen that's coming right in. Right all the way up. Yeah. So, now you, so now you're bringing the freshmen in. So now your freshman class becomes huge Mm -hmm. so does the ncaa allow a covid red shirt you know like okay all these guys are not gonna get we want them we offer them scholarships they're in but you know your eligibility we can give you an extra year so now it starts to trickle down more and more and more it's not so much a medical red shirt right now it becomes something that we're you know we're busting at the seams and are they going to expand the rosters to allow to have the seniors back, the juniors back, the freshmen back, and the new freshmen. That's right. Well, I don't think they're expanding the rosters as of yet. I mean, they haven't made final word on that. I don't think they really care what's happening with baseball. And I think, yeah. and I think they're putting a, they're putting a, a death march together. Right? We yeah. lost Furman, we lost Bowling Green. We see that App State's dumping a bunch of programs. We saw ECU, not baseball programs yet, but and I don't want to say yet, not baseball programs. Um, ECU dumped a, a, I don't know if it's a girls program, whatever, but you can see all these non-revenue sports starting to get, starting to get crushed because the revenue sports are the ones that support everything. Mm-hmm. It's funny that, you know, football is allowed to practice during these months and, you know, they're, you know, but baseball and everything else can't even, you know. Listen, they, they only want people to come back to school at the major D ones or at the D one levels that have football programs. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. I mean, going to Alabama and there's no Alabama football this fall. You know, how would that place be? It's the whole experience, man. I mean, yeah. it's the experiences in the stands. Yeah, you got a great product on the field, but you know, yeah. the tailgating and the absolutely and the you know and the you know the swag sales and all that all that other stuff. It's they need to get revenue going, just like Major League Sports needs to get things going. Yeah, Major League Baseball's got to get going. It's uh, you know, let's talk about that. What I mean. You're you're heavily involved in that. I mean, mm-hmm. what's what's the word on that? What's going on? We, are, you know, from what we hear is that uh, they're going to report mid June, and then they're going to start something in July. But I also read today a Twitter from Scherzer, Max Scherzer, that uh, you know MLB the owners still want to come to the table and talk about salary reduction. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Scherzer's like, dude, we already we already gave you something. Mm-hmm. So now the public is going, well, you you know, you greedy major league guys, but remember. You know, yeah, they, are they special? Yeah, as far as the athletes go, there's only 800 big leaguers in the world, right? Yeah. And you get there, you grind through the system. You really, you know, on the average, relative to the guys making the big salaries, it's a grind. You know, you get told what you get paid for a period of time until you become a free agent. And once you capture that free agent, or somebody wants to sign you early and well, you, know, you got to put code. your, you know, you got to put your three years of before you go before you're eligible right. for arbitration. But you know what the average length of a career is in the big leagues? How long? Five years now. Wow. So you're not even getting arbitration yet. You're not even getting yeah, it to get your big bank, yeah, right? Exactly. So the guys that are making 20s and 30s and all that other stuff, you know, yeah, they're going to lose a lot, of, a lot of money. But then you start to look at the guy that's making, you know, half a million or whatever mm-hmm. the minimum is. And I say that and people go, well, I wish I was making half a million. I said, they're only going to take 40% of that. So they're going to make 300,000 or whatever. Yeah. And they're going to, well, I wish I was making 300,000. But that, you can make 300,000 for the rest of your life. I always give the analogy of somebody like David Letterman, right? Is an entertainer that was making fourteen to twenty million dollars a year for how many years? Yeah, right. Or a doctor, you know, these plastic surgeons out in 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 Beverly Hills, whatever, making all kinds of 
big bank over and over and over and over. They they they, they can work until they're sixty or seventy. Mm-hmm. We can't. Yeah. We have we have you know we have a shelf life, and so so I go both ways, right? I I I, I I'm I, it teeters for me because. I really want to see baseball. Of course. I mean, and I want to see the highest level, but I don't want to watch Korean baseball. I don't want to watch another Korean baseball game again. I could watch an inning at a time. That's about it. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't want to watch it. I mean, you can see the level. Of, I mean, it's a double A, it's a double A program at best out there. Um, so I want to see the best in the game. I want to see the greatest play. And then on the other side is I want to see the, I want to see the guys get paid because some of these guys are not going to play next year or the year after that. It's going to be over. And mm-hmm. they're trying to take care of their families. It's, I, listen, we made a choice to stay in the game of baseball. Yeah. Right? And this is the path that we want to go to in hopes to play in the big leagues. And then once you get to the big leagues, you hope you capture your time. And if you capture your time, you capture pretty good payroll, right? And then also you capture your pension. And then you can go do certain things in your life that you want to do. If you don't get to those numbers, then you're thrown back into the mix and you got to grind it out. Some of these guys with college degrees, some of them not. Some of these guys have a you know a, an entrepreneurial mind. They can go do whatever they have to do. But you know that window is small. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, so what's the solution? What do you think the solution will be between the players and owners? What do I think the solution? It's, it's like this COVID thing. It's like every state and every everybody's got a different opinion. You know, I mean, yeah. I, like I can't stand this guy in North Carolina. Sorry, can't I can't I can't stomach him because we're living in it, right? I live in South Carolina, but our business is in North Carolina. So my life in South Carolina and everything else is going on is completely different. It's almost like normal. Yeah. And then you come up here, and you know, it's it, it it's so like, come on, dude. You know, you're gonna you're gonna let guys go work out in a football program. Right, you're gonna, you're gonna say, "Hey, everybody, come in." I don't care where you are across the country. NCAA says, "Come on," you know. But we can't. You know, you're gonna you're gonna battle us, and you're gonna shut down all the schools and all the fields. Shut the schools down. I get it. It's condemned, right? Yeah. I mean, that's inside. That's enclosed. Do that. Got your got your program on that. I'm with that. But your fields, you know, and you're gonna do social distancing. You you just showed me pictures of of, of a pool party. Or beaches, yeah. Is that is that cool? That's not so cool, yeah, right? It's not but cool. you know, I, beaches are open. Restaurants are open. And I met somebody yesterday at Chili's, you know, every table set it. I mean, it was like, it was nice to be out. Right, yeah. And have a beer sitting somewhere with somebody and, and, and BSing, you know. And, you know, but there were people in there. It wasn't packed, but there were people in there. Um, I have my, my birthday dinner coming up on, on Saturday night. My wife put together. I'm like, I'm excited to, to go out to dinner with her and, you know, and see what, it, what it's like. So the solution, there is no solution. The solution is it's got to be universal. And we are being determined what we have to do by the states like New York, North Carolina, California, right? And then everybody else has to suffer because of that. And it's not the same everywhere. That's opinion, right? I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, I, I, I much rather say I'm not a, a doctor, you know, because if you say, well, I'm not a politician, well, then every, every politician's, you know, up and down the board and all over the place. My headphones. Headphones so it's, out? Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I just, I just say if it's outdoor sports, you do the best what you can with distancing. You know, if you're, if you're a fan in the stands, wear a mask. You know, I, I don't even know if a mask are, you know, half the people say masks are good, masks are not. But, you know, these kids are going stir crazy. Yep. They're the least susceptible. If you do some things right, you know, you're, you're minimizing any, any opportunity of them getting sick. Um, we just we just want to play, man. Everybody just we just want to play. It's, we got to get back to some type of normalcy, and why not it be on a field outside and watching it on TV? As far as you know, what I mean, just Major League Baseball is going to set the tone of what our you know what we can do, you know, moving forward with you know. But I I think the owners, you know, they set that contract up 
uh, they set it up pretty smart because you know 65% of uh, major league players are making under a million or less, right? So, so 65% of the players vote that they want to go back. It's going to screw the Scherzers and you know the guys that's making yeah. a lot of money. So hey. you know, but those guys want the younger guys to you know play ball and you know be on the same because if if the owners win on this one, you know what's to say that they're not going to change. Well, his, the they, 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 this is also walk right into their wheelhouse as minor league baseball goes too. Oh yeah. Okay. Because now they're going to stop paying those guys four hundred dollars a week. That stops at the end of the month. So Oakland A's. I mean, Oakland A's. I mean, it's the first team that already announced that they're yeah. not playing their players for the rest of the summer. Yeah. That, well, and the other part of it is that they wanted to downsize the minor leagues anyway. And they have. They cut forty-two teams. Well, forty percent of the teams. Yeah. So. Now, that's perfect. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Those people and, and MLB is like, you know, well, you know, you're going to go bankrupt anyway. You're gonna, we're going to lose you because they're looking to save the money on that. And if they're cutting all the minor leaguers and the draft and everything else, that so they could give it to the major leaguers. But now they can't even come to an agreement. So now they cut all the staffs inside the minor leagues. And what's going to happen is minor leagues will start leasing because they're pri- most of them are privately owned. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I wouldn't say most of them. I, I don't know the exact number, but a lot of them are privately owned. Um, so now they can go ahead and lease it to. If we're playing baseball, they can lease it to a tournament. They can lease it to whatever, but they're never going to capture because you can lease a field. We know we lease fields. We don't lease, we don't sell tickets. You know we you know you have you have a gate every you know every every now and then, but you don't sell tickets. Mm-hmm. So the least amount of money comes from leasing the field. When all the other money comes from your ticket sales, your t-shirt sales, your beer, your hot dogs, Sessions, all that other yeah. stuff. So now that's just that's waffled. So what happens now when you start to do that? And all the guys that that. We're hoping to have an opportunity to go into pro ball, but there's not enough room anyway now. Yeah, you know? I mean it's gonna it's gonna be a domino effect from you know the next few years, you know, especially with the draft being cut five rounds, and you know if the guys that were supposed to be anywhere between five to ten, it's gonna be you know if they get they don't go this year, they're gonna go next year, and they're gonna still be in that same slot. If they get better, they can move up. But if not, mm-hmm. then how about the guys in the twenty one class that's supposed to be? Next well, year? you have a choice. You, yeah. you, you and Ray have a choice, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, somebody's going to come to you and say, if you don't go in one through five and you're getting attention in one through five a yeah. little bit right now, but that doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to happen. That's well, the scary part about it. That's, that's Because they're, out the, right. they're all selling and they're trying to figure out, you know, Who's if, I, if I go five to ten, if you go one to five, one to five, how much money will you take Yes, in that in that slotted money for that period of time, right? Yeah. If you take less, then they can give more to the top guy, you know. So they're going to play that game. They used to play that game all the way through the draft. Now yep. they got to play one through five. So that doesn't happen. And he just, just hypothetically says yeah. he doesn't go in the, in, in the one through five. And But we're going to give you 20 grand. They're going to give you a free agent contract. But you're not even going to play. Yeah, you're not going to play. And they, they're saying that, you know, you might go to Instructs in September and, you know, or if that doesn't happen, you don't play. So what do you do? You sign for the twenty grand. Now you sit down and <laughs> with no work, no school, anything else, and now you just have to wait for baseball to start up to you know make four hundred dollars a week. It's four hundred dollars a week, baby. I made seven fifty a week a month. <clears throat> oh, and then we got seven dollars a day meal money when we oh. went on the road. Well, back then also a quarter went a long way. Quarter pounder. <laughs> I cut that up in four things and <laughs> turned it into a meal for the whole day. Yeah, it's it's. Listen, at the end of the day, it's it's. Uh, yeah. We're in a we're we're in uncharted waters here. We got to just figure it out, and we got to just get back to like you said, some type of normalcy, and we got to we got to figure it out. We got to start. Yeah. We got to get going. It's gonna go rogue. Yeah, it's gonna go rogue. I it mean, is. it's um, people are just gonna want to get out and, and play and 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be tough for you know with with all the schools like you know here locally, you know CMS doesn't is not allowing, you know anybody to use their you know their fields or anything else. So yeah, they shut the whole summer down yesterday. Yeah, yep, they have. To, I mean, now it's a matter of the you know the private schools allow you to use their fields or you know. Well, I, I yeah, you you wonder. Yeah, but private schools are probably going to follow. The CMS, if the, it, it, at least in our in our county, just to not be the uh, yeah, not to be the not to be the outlier on this thing. Yeah, so uh, it's it's tough, you know. It's unfortunate because the kids are the ones that's paying for it, but yeah. you know, it's they still got to find a way to just continue to work. You know, even though that there's no you know D one push there, you know, scouting scouting back to uh, July thirty first, the dead period. These guys still got to go out there and play. And okay, so D one is D one's dead till yes. July thirty first, and dead means dead. The only thing they're talking about is technology. They yeah. can communicate through technology, text message. They can't reach out to the kid. The kid has to reach out to them first. Uh, uh, so you're talking cell phones, like talking to them on a cell phone, or are we talking about? I guess. I mean, it's. I guess it's a, if the kid reaches out to. Them, I think it's the same rules. You know, Drake, the, can you figure that out while you're looking through the phone? Yeah, right there. I, I mean, you know. They can't come, no home visits, no, anything like that. Right. They can't. So, I mean, if you call they the They can't coach, leave campus in a dead period. They can't have players on campus. Nope. They can't meet with them. Um, There's no camps, nothing. Right, you nothing. Know, nothing, like, nothing goes on. It's dead is dead. Yep. But the technology part is... Text message, phone calls, I guess emails is fine, you know. So. Yeah, emails. I, I, we got kids sending a bunch of emails, but you know how many emails are I in know. a box right now? How yep. many, everything's in a box. It's just, it's now this has turned into the, uh, what is the NCSA scam? That's uh, my thing. You know, where they everybody, they just flood college coaches with videos of 100 kids. And those guys are going to go through every single video from the, you know. Yeah. I Listen, those guys just hit the lead on a lot of those things. I mean, I think they got a guy designated just to look through all that and filter yeah. it. And, you know, uh, if they get it from like a third party, like you said, you know, they're not going to open it up because they get so many of those. Uh, but if they get it from, if they get an email from you or, you know, if, if, if a kid yeah, puts listen, a, even even an email from our organization or some of the other, you know, organizations in the area that... There's so many emails in their box. Mm-hmm. Like right. you could, I could send an email at seven in the morning. That might have been fifty ahead of me at six. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and how are they going to get through all that? You know, is that their job now, just to sit and read every every single email that's uh, that's going through? Yeah, tough we, road, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you could you can control what you can control. So what what these kids have to understand what they can control is themselves. So they got to be out there working out. They got to be playing. They got to be be ready so when you know when when the college coaches do come out there they stand out they didn't say oh i took three months off because you you was off well you got to be in an organization knows how to keep them prepared yeah not just you can you can be playing with you know all these like a show and go team right yep and you better find a way to keep yourself in shape and you know not every single kid is doing that yeah i mean i would i would bet that not even that half of them aren't doing that speaking of speaking of recruiting this this would be a good lead by question um this is from Matthew McCowan, I believe the father. Right. Um, does the bat or glove have more weight on whether D1 or D2 school is recruiting a kid? So I'm guessing offensively or defensive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's all offense. You hit, you don't sit. Yep. That's you, it. It'll find a way on the field. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll I definitely mean, get on the field if you can, if you can hit one way or another. That's so, you know that's 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 I mean it goes from anything from high school baseball to college to the, to pros. the pros now it, it used to be different I mean you guys had guys like you know when I was growing up you know that I that I kind of defense looked up yeah, yeah Mark Belanger and it, it, listen that got me to the big leagues yeah. you know I would have consistent numbers in the minor leagues from two fifty to two seventy you know I hit three hundred one year um, in double A but 
you know, my defensive numbers were were very high. Mm-hmm. But then you got to be in the right situation also. Yeah. Um, when you got it, you know, we have an offensive player like Edgar Martinez that could absolutely rake. But you know, I love you, Edgar, but he stunk everywhere else on the field. <laughs> you know, he couldn't field, he couldn't throw, he didn't have good feet, he didn't have hands, but the guy could flat out hit, right? Hit. But you get a guy now. You look at the second baseman's with the shifts. The second baseman used to be a defensive guy too, right? So your middle was defense, center mm-hmm. fielder, shortstop, second base, catcher. Now the second baseman is, can he catch a ground ball right at him? Because mm-hmm. we're going to play a shift. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about being athletic around the bag. You don't have to be able to take a feed and get up and get out of the way because you're going to get plowed. Yep. You can just stand on the bag, turn, and, and stand there. It's, you know, it's, uh, I look at it like, that's not fair. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I and I and not 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 for the fact that I wasn't allowed just to do that, or any other middle infield in my generation, my era wasn't allowed to do that, but that um, I'd much rather the you know part of the game was I'm going to go blow this guy up, man, yeah. and keep this inning going. You know, I got a chance at ground ball, and I'd get on first base, and I would think, okay, well, less than two outs, I'm thinking. Mindset is you start to process everything. Yeah. Ball on the gap, go ahead. And one of the other one was, you put this ball on the ground. I'm going to go take. I'm going to go That's get right. this guy because yep. they're coming after me all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go get this guy. So that part, that part gets taken away. And you know, do we thank Chase Utley for that? Yeah, that was. That was but there's been dirty slides sure. for 125 yeah. years in the Will, game. Willie Randolph and who was uh, back in '78? Big fight with the Yankees. Willie Randolph. I don't remember that one. Um, I do remember Buddy Harrison getting taken out by Pete Rose. Oh yeah, third. Yeah, I that remember was that. brutal. Yeah, um, you, you know, I mean, and you know, and a lot of times if the second baseman would get up and like, you got me, that sucked. You got me. Yeah. But you know what? I also learned to do is, as as middle infielders, I learned to throw down low. Yeah. Oh, they get so out the way. I, you know, now yeah. these guys get it. They yeah. get on top, and you know, and they just throw. It I mean, I would. I, when we, they don't take infield before games anymore in the big leagues. They don't take them right. They just take BP. They get all the ground ball work during the BP. And then they go in and they wait for the game. So we used to go in, take BP as a home team. Then the visiting team would take BP. When they were done with BP, we'd come out and take our infield, our infield and outfield. They would take their infield and outfield. And every infield, I swear to you, every infield and outfield I took, I made sure I was just, when I came across the bag, I was, I was thrown from my ankles. Because if you're going to come get me, you're going to get one in the dome or yeah. something's going to whistle by your ear and you're going to think twice the next time. That's right. So you get a reputation of that's how he turns the double play. So when we're teaching these kids around the bag, you know, there's three pivots from a second baseman. You yeah. know, you go back, you go forward. You go to the side. You go, you go to the side, right? And you're usually trying to use the bag to, to mm-hmm. help you protect. And yeah. then, you know, the other thing is you would throw and you would jump. Mm-hmm. You, if you got your feet off the ground and you got hit, you got a better chance of surviving the, the yeah. blow than if you if you actually just planted and, That's right. and took it. So now all you got to do is tell the kid, just left foot on the bag, turn and throw. I mean, there's no skill to turning a double play anymore. There's it, nothing. It's just, here you go. Take it and go. And it's, you know, it's the same, you know, bang, bang, play at the plate. You know, you can't, you know, catch you don't got to worry about that guy coming right. in hot. You know, just worry about giving him so, a quarter of the plate so he can have a place to slide and, you know, make the tag. I, I'm, that was part of the other thing, too. I mean, I, I'm going through all my memorabilia in this and I don't. I, my mother kept it all, right? Mm-hmm. And I get this box of stuff. I, I never kept anything, right? Yeah. And there's all pictures. You know, I'm taking out Steve Sachs in a play at second base, and second base is by this wall, and I'm over here and I'm kicking up, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I, I got another one, uh, Kurt Manwaring. You know, uh, coastal legend, coastal Carolina legend. We we're playing against each other in spring training, might even have been. 
and I'm up in the air and you I'm taking just, guys out in spring training. Oh hell yeah! In dude. spring training, well, come absolutely. On. Are you kidding me? <laughs> trying to win a job, yeah. vanilla yeah. shape. Trying to win a job. I mean, yeah. we played. Yeah. Every game meant something, That's even right. in spring training. You know, yeah, there were guys getting getting ready, but you know what? I'm going after you, dude. I heard that. Hey, if I take one guy out and he's done, maybe they bring me over there and I get that job. <laughs> you know, and I get that job. Listen, man, I, I like I didn't know any other way to go about it. Yeah, you know. And that was that, had, that was part of my my reputation as a player. He's gonna he's he's a good defender, plus arm, plus speed. Okay, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna play hard. You know, I'm gonna die for everything I can. I'm gonna take out the second base I can. So you can't even when you're in spring training, you can't modify off that and go mm, not yet, yeah. not yet. It's always always. That's how I made the big leagues. Believe this or not, with the White Sox, one of the things that I did with the big leagues is I had a uh, uh, a fight at second base with the uh, guy comes down. Ground ball back to Thigpen at short, uh, at home, uh, on the mound. Throws to me at short. I go to throw to second. He had a ball. He kind of like fluffs it at me. Yeah. I reach in front. Can't get it. Guy gets between me and the ball. Right between the base, the ball, and and the the runners right here. So instead of like, hey, you know, okay, let me just pick it up. I knee him. I knee him in the ribs, mm. <laughs> and a fight breaks out in spring training. And I'm thinking, okay, so now I'm thrown out of the game in spring training, right? <laughs> and I just, I'm trying to make a big league team as a non-Rasta guy. Yeah. I'm thinking, see you later, Shafe. Yeah. Peace out. You know, you're, you're back in minor league camp tomorrow. And I'm sitting in the, uh, I'm sitting in the clubhouse, got thrown out of the game. The game's over, and here comes the team. My head's down. You know, I'm like, oh, Shafe, why'd yeah. you do that? You know, why do you do that? Why can't you? you know, and uh, so Jeff Torbo gets the game together. He goes, this team's never had character for all these years. Never had nothing in. That was unbelievable. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> hey, who, else, who else wants to fight me? <laughs> Did you start the big brawl in the, the, the sky? The, the, yeah, uh, see, I didn't start that. Well, I I've seen you all over the place. You well, I got all yeah, yeah. I, got, I got that one going. But I, I watched I didn't, it on YouTube the other day. So that was uh, that was Bob Seaver hit Tracy hit Tracy Jones, and Tracy was a rager man. He was you know he was he's part of the old nasty boys with the Cincinnati and came over with that crew, and he just had that. I mean, he always had that edge about him. And um, Billy Serhoff, Bill Serhoff, that went to Carolina was the catcher, and then he stepped on Tracy, and it started at home plate. You know, so everybody just kind of, and you know, in the kingdom, the dugouts were the same level as the field. So it wasn't like hopping over a rail and running <laughs> out of well. It was just boom, gone. Yeah. And um, how did it wind up in right field? It just kept going. It stopped. So what happened, we got into the pile um, at home plate and Sheffield, who I ran into a couple of years ago when we were we living <laughs> at Sheffield. And there was, a, there was a coach by the name of Andy Etcheberron that caught in the big leagues. And Andy Etcheberron could possibly be the ugliest human being that ever played the game of baseball. And on top of it, his breath was horrible, right? So, you listen to Andy, we're sorry. Yeah, sorry, Andy, but you know it, dude. You were ugly and your breath stank. Your breath stank. So we get to the – I end up on the bottom of this pile, right? And I got Sheffield going like, dude, simmer down, simmer down, simmer down. And Etcher Baron's right on top of me trying to control me. And this ugly mug, man, it's like a nightmare. You wake up and it's like, oh, you know. And he's breathing on me, so they finally let me up. And then it gets around, and then it just kept moving. We had Gene Harris that came over in the Randy Johnson, uh, Brian Holman trade for, um, God, who was the left-hander? I forget the left-hander that went over to uh, uh, Montreal. But uh, Gene was a Compton kid. So when the fight broke out, the switch went, man. He was <laughs> he was in the hood again. He was ready. Yeah, he was in survival mode. Yeah. And he would not stop. So it just kept going, and it migrated all the way down to first base, then into the ball pen, then into right field. 
And uh, yeah, I was. I see number two all over the place. I was everywhere. Yeah, I, I was see, everywhere. But you know what? When you're the littest guy on the field, you better you better be the, take the offense because yeah. if somebody you know if somebody sneaks up behind you, because that's what <laughs> happens in those fights. That's what scares me. Yeah, is that you? Be, you're better off being in the mix than standing on the outside because somebody's going to cheap shot you. You know, so I just I just go right into. Do you the, take any shots? Oh, I got, I got. I oh, mean, yeah. by, by the time it was over, I got, I had, I had Parker on me, I had Dale Swain on me, I had uh, Robin, uh, uh, Robin Yowd on me. Okay, I had so, them all, so, you know. So, but, but I did in the end. I, you know, I bloodied. Yeah, you, 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 I bloodied. I, I took care of myself. I mean, hey, you got to YouTube it. The guys, if yeah. you haven't seen it, go YouTube it. It's on there. Yeah, it was, I think it was ninety-one Seattle Mariners, yeah. Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, so, so. With a star like Griffey, what happens to Griffey during a time like that? Do those guys protect him? Do they put him in the dugout? I mean, well, like, yeah, they, you, you got to kind of push him out because Griff was, you know, he was young then, so he was, you know, he was yeah. all like he wanted to get in, and you know, because he always talked about it in the in the in the clubhouse about fights and stuff. Like, that. I'm like, dude, you grew up, you get driven to practice in a Rolls Royce. Who'd you fight? You're like your your Cabbage Patch doll, you know, so, his butler, his butler. Yeah, yeah. Did you fight the butler. So, but he would, you know, he, he would, always, but you would try to keep him keep him out of it. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, if you look at that fight, Randy. Johnson's in the middle of it. But Randy Johnson wasn't Randy Johnson that he was when he won seven side young. Yeah. Randy Johnson was the guy like, dude, he just, you know, he wasn't even the the piece that they wanted in the trade. They wanted Gene Harrison, they wanted Brian Holman, and Montreal just said, Hey, take this goofy lefty too. <laughs> and that's and that's what happened. So but somebody like Junior, yeah, you have to get out of it. So the next year in spring training, I hit a ground ball back to back to the mound. I don't who's on the mound, Jamie Navarro or somebody from Milwaukee. And um, I'm pissed at myself because it was a good pitch to hit, and I got on top of yeah. it. So I'm running to, to first base, and I'm like, mother, you know, I'm like, I'm pissed. And he thinks I'm chirping at him. Oh, wow. So I get to first base. He's walking towards me. Okay, game on. Oh, you know? my God. So <laughs> in spring training, <laughs> in spring training. So here we go again. Boom, right? Chief's out of the game. Okay, so I'm out of the game. So I'm sitting, I'm getting my stuff, and Woody Woodward's the manager. Right, and he, I'm getting my stuff, and and Rusty Koontz is our first base coach. And Rusty goes, "Shafe, Woody wants to see you down at the end of the at the end of the dugout." He was sitting in the stands right outside the dugout. Here I go again, man. Now I'm, I'm thinking I'm dumped, I'm dumped, and at this point I'm close to being dumped. Um, so I I walk down there, and he goes, "Let me tell you something, man." He's got this look in his eye, and you know, and we he was we were close, we were ACC guys, yeah. you know. I mean, he was happy to have me on the team, but he was at this point now. He's like, "Let me tell you something, man. Here's the problem." The problem is, you get in these fights, and Griffey wants to join you, okay? I don't care if you get your ass beat, okay? I could care less if that happens to you. But this dude right here, you better not do this again. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. He goes, one more fight, you'll never wear a Seattle Mariner uniform again, and you may never wear a big league uniform again. Wow. So, didn't stop. <laughs> but at the end of that year, um, I usually go to Vegas, you know, I, I would, I would, for like six years in a row at the end, I would just I just pack up and I'd go to Vegas for a couple of weeks and have a good time. And uh, I'm packing up my bags at the end of the season, going to have a good time, peace out to the team, you know, whatever. And it's like, hey, you know, they want to see you in the office. Oh, uh, I'm like, oh, dude, really? So I get there and they're like, um, we're going to, uh, you're going to get in this van that's pulling up here in a little bit. We're going to send you to the eastern washington and you're going to go to anger management for 28 days no way i'm going to vegas <laughs> can i go after <laughs> you're gonna need a place got, to hang I out for plans, 28 days man i got plans <laughs> i gotta go so uh yeah oh awesome yeah 
Well, that one question lead us into a rabbit hole. Like, oh my God, we got <laughs> listen. That said, squirrels as ADD. Did we answer the question? We, yeah, I think we answered the question. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, Matt. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we we got more. You want to? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's yeah. So Bob Ostricker, I don't know how you pronounce uh, it. Ostricker. Ostricker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Hey, Shafe, what are your uh, what are your odds on being an MLB season at this point?" And uh, he said, "I know what you would do." I th- I, I think they're good. I, I I still think I think it's probably sixty forty, not a fifty fifty. I think that more people are leaning towards having it. I think uh, the country wants it. You know, I think some people are gonna have to put pride pride aside. Mm-hmm. Maybe they defer money to the big guys. Maybe that's something they could do. Okay, you don't take it now, but you're gonna have to give it like a Bobby, Bobby Bonilla, Bonilla right? Oh like a God, Bonilla be, contract. He's still getting you know? paid. Heck yeah, yeah million I mean, a year. Geez, geez. Yep. I mean that that'd be a good. That I think I, I thought about that the the other day. That's how come I thought of Bobby Bonilla so quick. I mean, I think that'd be great if you know the guys are getting if they just defer the payments. You know what I mean? Until, you know, next 10, 15 something, years. And, you something know, like that. So they know that they're going to get their money. At the end of the day, they, they have to play. They have to get, you know, I mean, not have to. I mean, don't. I mean, that's just my opinion. But they have to get their 75 games in so they could get their TV money. There's going to be so much money lost from everybody, you know. And the guys want to yeah. get their year in. They want to get their year, their service year. You know what I mean? The guys that's on that bubble of, you know, arbitration. Service year is huge. Yeah. And yeah. how do they go about it? If you don't play at all, you don't get that yeah, service year. you don't year. get that year. Right. So, so I, I'm fortunate. I, I, like, I snuck right into the five. Snuck right in. If this happened, I was in my fourth year. I don't get a pension. Yeah, you know. And and, and so guys that you know <clears throat> on that cusp of you know next year is my big year to, to sign a n- new contract. If you don't play this year, you got to wait another year. Yeah. Now who? What's the same? Hey, and, and you know what? The body takes its toll. Yeah. And you know what? I see with the kids in here, and they're young and they're wiry and whatever. But some of these kids haven't picked up a bat or done anything for six months. That's right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're going to come in here and hit off a machine and your timing's off and your strength is off and, you know, frustration's level. This game is not a game that you can sit around and wait to come back. Now, maybe if you're a pitcher, you know, and you're throwing pans and things like that and you build your arm strength back up and you get to the mechanics of it. But if you're a a position guy with feet and fielding and hitting and all that other stuff, it's not easy to... No, it's not. It's not easy to pick right back up and and go. It takes time. Yeah, the hitting's going to be definitely down once gets going because you know you guys haven't seen live pitching and you know these guys get six to eight weeks in the well, spring training of not even know. they're gonna get two weeks of spring 18, now 18, 18 gonna, days yeah, exactly. 18 days of spring training and pitchers <clears throat> usually go into spring training and they're just they're working on stuff right especially yeah. the established guys and all they're trying to do is get their command back yeah not worried about the velo or whatever they, they can't spot up like they want to spot up you know with uh you know in mid-season form so they they just they're out there competing and they're living on more fastballs than they are anything else at that period, right? So they're getting pounded around spring training. You know, you hear these Cy Young guys, oh my God, he's got a ten ERA. Well, you don't do nothing but throw fastballs. And if yeah. you tell a, a major league hitter that I'm throwing nothing but fastballs, they're going to get on you. Right? You're going to you're going to get tatted. Um, so that'll be interesting part because when these guys come back to play. Are they prepared to compete in terms of like I got to nibble, I got to throw a slider, I got to bury something in the dirt? Do I have do I have the feel to do all that? Um, because it, it doesn't come in two weeks and it doesn't come in ballpens. There's a whole there's a difference between a game scenario and a and a, even a simulated game or a uh, a ballpen because yep. you're you're in high stress innings, man. You got bases loaded, you got less than two outs, you got you know you try yeah. you got you got to make things happen. Where you know in spring training, it's like I just need to throw this fastball over the plate. I'm going to get my my forty pitches and I'm out. That's right. Well, also it takes to- I mean we're going to see a lot. I mean we're going to see a lot of different variables here because you know now guys haven't been doing anything for the past two three months. Now they're going to be in competition mode where. They're, they're on their feet for eight to ten hours, you know what I mean? Because 
yeah, the game starts at 7.05 and it ends at 10.30, yeah. whatever. But these guys get to the park, you know, at 11, you know, taking BP and everything else. So these guys are out there all day, day in and day out. And, and to get 75 games in with a July 1st start, it's going to be a lot, some double headers. You know what I mean? It's going to no, be, I got, yeah. I got um, uh, a call from Cole Irvin that's been up and down with Philadelphia. Um, yesterday and he lives up in the air and he's got a slew of major league guys and and uh, minor league guys that want to work out outside. Yeah, because working out inside is the same thing. I mean, you start to get in that air and you're throwing balls across the diamond and you know. You, so they need to get live. Yeah. they need to see live. They need to see the type of pitching that they're going to see at their mm-hmm. levels. And they they got you know they got to get the feel of the game. They got to repace a ball and they got to you know yeah. get feet going. It's it's going to be interesting. So yeah. to see the game come back for Major League Baseball, I, I mean, I see it coming back, but I, yeah, me I mean, too. you know, for you know, the ones that's going to take the hit here is the minor leaguers. I don't see that coming back. Well, they got to have a taxi squad. You got to have something sitting there because if some of these guys get hurt, yeah. So they're going to expand the roster, and it's primarily probably going to be pitchers, right? Yeah, they're, they're not going to need position guys, but you're going to have to have somebody. Whether that group travels with the team and works out with the team, or just sitting at the spring training, or the, or they're in a facility and they're just and they're. You know they they've grouped together and it's almost like the uh, the Arizona League where they yeah. just put players from different teams together to to be sharp. And so you think Triple A's out of the question too? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's, it's all it's, out. It's, I don't think there's going to be in the question is going to be like an instructional league or yeah. a, or a you know a program that's uh, I don't even know what you call it. You know, I mean, yeah. they're going to have to see live. They're going to have to be ready to step in and play at a big league game. So there's going to have to be some level gonna of competition. There's going to be. I mean, I think at the Triple A level, it, it might. They might keep that intact, like Jeff mm-hmm. just, Jeff said, to have the guys, you know, just ready. Mm-hmm. So if a guy goes down to the big leagues, the catcher goes down, they got guys to come up and you know fill in right away. But you know, from rookie ball, the double A, and you know, the GCL and the ACL. all the financial guys are figuring it out. Yeah, what's it going to cost us to do all this? And it's it's unfortunate because you know, like to pay these guys for the rest of the summer, like you know, the writing's on the wall. Oakland A's just stopped paying their minor league guys and. To pay 200 guys $400 a week for the next three months, it would have been $1.2 million mm-hmm. just to pay these 200 you know, guys. And so they, so these clubs are saving $1.2 million. I mean, and now guys are just being you know, on a financial burden and not yeah, getting paid. $1.2 so million used to be like the change on the floor of their yeah, car. I mean, now it's not. You know, the, the Oakland A's, you know, the, the, the owner of the Oakland A's is worth $2.1 billion. You know, so 1.2 million. I mean, you know, you can't count other people's money, whatever the case may be. Nobody but, likes to lose money. Yeah, I, I know. don't care how much you have. Yeah, right? but it's it's unfortunate because now there's 200 guys losing out on you know, and it, it's not like they could collect unemployment. They can't say, hey, you know, I'm gonna just go tap into yeah, that. You still can't. You still can't look at the the billionaire and go, it's you're a billionaire, so you you're supposed to give me money. Yeah, so, I he, mean, he earned it along the way. No, of course, of course, and they're not not you know, but it's it's you know, it's unfair with the to the monoleaguers that can't collect any revenue for the next, you know, because it's not a matter of just three months. It's a matter of they're not going to play again until next March. Yeah. So, you know, can you really go get a job, you know, then also stay on top of your craft and be be ready to play in March? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the minor leaguers are getting the, I mean, minor leaguers are really, really getting the roar into the deal here. I mean, major leaguers, you know, they got their money. They, you know, yeah. they get their league minimum and, you know, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think a Shores is going to be hurting if they don't play this year. If, you know, Schwerz or Harper, all these guys don't play, they'd be like, all right, hey, you know, what house are we going to go to? We're going to go to the Hamptons? We're going to go to, you know. <laughs> we got houses that uh, are yeah, we got, have. yeah, we got houses yeah, all over the, yeah. you know. So it's a matter yeah. of those guys are going to look at it a little bit yeah. different. But the guy that's struggling that's, you know, that needed that service year or, you know, on that bubble of getting league yeah. minimum or the bottom league, yeah. the double A guy that's, you know, really banking on that extra 1600 to $2,000 a month to, you know, to survive, you yeah. know, it's unfortunate. 
What else you got, Andrew? Well, you just answered two other questions. Oh, I did. They they were both involved with like the minor league season, that yeah. sort of thing. So we, we okay. just answered those two. So good. We're caught up on questions. All right. Now let's get, now if we talk about the showcase travel world right now with all these fields collapsing. Yep. You know, people saying you can't play here and there because you know tournament directors or tournament organizations will say we're playing at NC State. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. that becomes their marquee. Of course. Okay. That's a so everybody's yeah. going to register because they think they're going to play at NC State, and the reality of it is, you if you get one game, you're lucky, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're going to play in all the satellite fields, the high school field here and there. And yeah. There. With all the high school fields field. out, oh, right. and all yeah. the college fields out. Yep. Now where is everybody going to go play? So you have all these teams looking, you know. And we told Andrew, Andrew and I, we, we people have been calling, telling us all along, we got a schedule for BIC showcases. Yep. And we have very few openings left. So if people want to get in. We're playing next week, midweek. Our 2023s are playing on Tuesday and Wednesday. The 2022s on Thursday and Friday. And Saturday and Sunday is our 2021s. So we've taken things into, into midweek. But we told people all along, you're going to sit around and wait to see if we have, you know, you think you're going to call us at the last minute. It's not happening. My phone's blowing up right now. Uh, while, yeah. we, while we're sitting here, people are asking, you know, about the field and, and, and what can be done. Okay. So um, I'm getting calls all day long. The people that, jumped and got in are in yeah you know we're now, having, having to say no to some people which kind of sucks other, so now we got to tell people sorry and the other thing is we're done for the summer yeah like we have no room whatsoever i mean we could we need to make sure that we have room for eddie busky and his group to get out there and maintain the field so we keep our investment yeah. looking and, and, and playing the way that we want or you just keep sending them out there and you don't do anything and you just beat the crap out of mm-hmm. it and you end up paying to repair it so you know from 10 you so if you're out there and you're listening for you're looking for a tournament, man, BICshowcases.com. Very, very few spots left, but there are a couple. Um, go in there and, and figure it out and, and get it done quick because I'm telling you, by tomorrow, we're done. Yeah. We're, 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 we're closed out because every day we walk in, full, 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 full. We start to look down the board. But So now all these teams are out there, all these kids are out there, and there's not going to be any place to play. There is mm-hmm. not going to be fields to play on. And if they do, it may be one field. So now your field of teams goes from, you know, 15, 20, whatever it is, down to four. Yep. So we started that whole process a year ago going, we're only going to run micro tournaments. I don't care about these big tournaments. If I, if we say we're going to play at the tuck, at Tuxedo Dreamfields, which is the home of Queens University, we're playing every single game there and every team will play there. Not, hey, we're playing here, but, you know, we, you know we're going to go across you know, this one or go down to Waddell or yeah. go whatever. So now we're getting we're getting the push, you know, and everybody's calling for everything. Not, not only for that, for practices, too. Place, people don't have a place to practice, and yeah. we can't even accommodate them. We're so full. A lot. It's, it's a good problem to have for you. So, you know, listen, the timing for that is great. The timing for all this other stuff sucks because I hate it for the kids. Yeah, of course. You know, as far as the business side goes in Knothole, which is our nonprofit and everything that goes back to Knothole, um, it, it, you know, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, it's a privately held facility. We can make, you know, inside the, the, the COVID guidelines, um, well, the CDC guidelines, we can, we can make decisions and we can get out there and play and practice and do things where other people are just, they're out of luck. And it's and it's leading into our collegiate league that we're starting up as well. It's, They're dropping like flies. You got a waiting list. I mean, I got a waiting list now. It's unbelievable. You know, I mean, I'm glad that we started. We we started it when yeah. we did. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, a few weeks ago. But you know, it's uh, it's coming along very very well. I mean, I think you know we're pretty much at capacity as far as what we need. Still looking for some arms. You know, we could definitely use as many arms as we can because right. we don't want to strain anybody out there. But for the most part, it's going to be a very very you know. 
fun and competitive league and and guys are going to get their work in that they need yeah. to get their work you know it's uh you know when we first started mentioning it putting it out there on twitter people just you know was just looking at it like it's never going to happen but you know with with us just being you know on top of it and pushing it you know we're at capacity and it's it's a great feeling because you know now we're getting you know you know before it was just a matter of you know guys just wanted to get playing now we're getting you know big D1 schools calling us. You know, mm-hmm. we just had a nice, you know, phone call from a major D1 yesterday, sending two of his guys down. Yeah. You know, the day before we had another uh, SEC school, you know, sending so one got, of his we guys. Got, we got potential top five draft picks. Your son's uh, one of them. Yeah. In it, in you know, it's, yeah, Ray's going to be in it. It's, I mean, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, being out there with him. Uh, but it's a matter of, you know, we, we we seen what was happening and we, we was proactive and we, we got ahead of it. And we we're not sitting here, you know, at the end of May, looking at, hey, let's do a collegiate league where it's right. too late. You know, it's funny, you know, we talked about it every, you know, guys, when we first started, guys were like, are oh, you competing with so-and-so? It's like, no, we're not trying to compete with anyone. We're trying to give a, uh, we're trying to give a source to these kids to be out there to play. You know, a platform where these kids aren't playing right now, they haven't played, and, you know, we're, they're taking a chance on us as much as we're taking a chance on them, and they're signing up, and we're going to give them baseball, you know, where all these other leagues are selling them where to just keep pushing, 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 and hoping for the best, you know, like we all are. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, we're to for sure. At, is, at, at, the program is set up different anyway. We're not here to win championships. No, no. And, and when we have these conversations with college coaches, they're like, really? I know. That's outstanding. Absolutely. Because we're here just to make sure that they get, the, the guys get innings pitched. They have a place to do their, their, their pregame and postgame workouts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they're going to get live at bats. They're going to see live pitching. They're going to see, you know, pitchers will see uh, pitchers will see live hitters. It's like an instructs and league, right? It's exactly what it is, you know. And so next year we're even going to modify it even more because mm-hmm. when we have the indoor facility, then these guys can come in during the day and train and yep. do whatever. So you know, we'll have the, the hit tracks and the rap soto and all the other the technologies, but we'll have it a place for them um, to get all their work done prior to playing the games. And that's all it is. It's just it's just prepping them and then sticking them out there to, to go. It's not like I'm worried about winning a championship. No. And the other part of it is we're four teams and they're all playing on one field. That's right. In the same place. That's so right. nobody we don't and we don't need we don't have group housing. Nope. None of that stuff. But um it's going to be great. I can I'm looking forward to it, you know. So it's it's, it's funny cuz you say compete, right? So I'm have so as far as CBC goes and 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 or collegiately goes like I don't pay attention. Uh, yeah. So people are like, how could you not? Like, I'm here. Oh, this, this they got thirty teams. I guess like who? What? What does that mean? So that somebody says I got sixty teams, right? Yeah. And my question direct was, well, out of the sixty teams, a good guy, right? Great. I mean, good. You know, that's his business model. Yeah. That's all it is. It's his business model. How many of those kids' names do you know in those sixty teams? <laughs> and you get that blank stare. So, you know, so there's a difference. But so. Our model is different as far as CBC goes. Like, I don't care what they do. All I want to do is get my own lane, yeah. take care of our kids, move them forward. You know, well, we go to Florida, we go to Texas, and we go to, well, you know, I go to the tuck down the road, man, and, and our kids are getting committed or whatever. Um, there are some good good venues for them in terms of the PBR stuff. Yeah. That they can help them enhance their uh, their process. But it's the same thing with the, with the Collegiate League. When that guy says to you, you're competing. I know. I was, I was, uh, it caught me off guard because I didn't even know who, who I was competing against. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> you know, when you're in a competition, you know yeah. who you're competing against. But I was yeah. like, who, who, who? And he yeah. said the league. I was like, I have no idea who. what league is that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, God bless them. If they have a league, good for them. But we're yeah. going to continue to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And there's no competition here. We're not trying to up on anybody's toes we're not trying to poach any players in any other league listen here 
this is what we're doing. Here's uh, here's the the registration form. If you want to play, fill it out. If not, you know, watch yeah. us watch us Go. from the outside. And you know, uh, I think a lot of people are holding off. Listen, I, we're fresh, we're new. Nobody knows anything about what we're doing or how we're going to go about it. And the, you know, they're holding off for the CPL or the Cape or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, it's it's a domino effect, and they start to tumble. And now, no, you know, we become the option. Yeah. So. We'll see how let's see how it goes. I mean, it's we know we're going to do it every year. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, this is our first year, and we, it's going to. Yeah. You know, I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, what else? That's all the questions. What, what we have you got. been doing? Working. Working on what? <laughs> NTIS. NTIS is is rolling. So Speak. we're 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 in good position with the NTIS uh-huh. right now because they're following they're following the MLB, and MLB is going to play. I mean, you know, the answer yeah. Bob's saying. I mean, I you know, sixty forty. Yes, they're going to play. It, Tomorrow will be maybe seventy thirty, and you know everybody's got to give up something. I just don't want you know people to get hurt in the scenario. But USA Baseball is going to follow Major League Baseball. So August is our event big carry. Yeah. July is our big month as far as our regional events go. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know our regionals are going to be they're going to be expanded now. I mean the numbers that are coming in, or mm-hmm. if we just opened it up, we would be overwhelmed yeah. by the amount of people that want to give it a go. And that's and, and that goes to your point right there where you know what there's so many people that says, "Oh, it's a money thing." I mean, if it was a money thing, it would be open up to the everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is invite only. I mean, this yeah. is you know, we're trying to bring, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be coaching with you guys for the past 3 years at that USA event. We bring good baseball up there. I'll tell you something. In, in people say it's 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 a money grab, right? What's Cooperstown? Oh. What is what is any organization out there trying to do with their guys? What's right? the perfect game? What is the perfect game? Three hundred teams. What is PBR? Yeah. What is all this stuff? It's all about making money, you know. Yes. But they want to look at USA Business. How do you think that we pay for these guys to go overseas? How do we pay for the complex? The complex isn't owned. No, it's in Cary. It's, it's leased. It's owned by the, the city, city of Cary. Yeah. So we, we have and, to and we're not mass player based. I mean, that's why we're doing the vetting. We, if we if we were right. mass player based, we'd have it like you yeah. said, opened up. And we oh, have shoot, man. we have four hundred people right now in the vetting queue that that are waiting to be vetted. And, 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 and it's it's not an easy process, and it, and it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. We thought it was the best because we did round ones, and when we did the round ones, we could we could dump out yeah. the dead wood. And yeah. listen, anybody that has a dream that wants to go about it in round ones, come on, you got a glove. You know, but the reality of it is we're taking an entire country, right, on from 11 to 16, and we're trying to whittle that all the way down to one team that goes overseas. Best 20 players in the country. Right? Yep. That, think about that. Think about the numbers. So every state has the opportunity to, to, to have kids try out, get to round two, get vetted out of there, get to carry when usually we have, we'll have 12 teams going on. Um you know, per age group. Now yeah. we're only going to do six this mm-hmm. year because of we, we have to condense things with the with the COVID. But then you got twelve teams. Now you're going to whittle it down. Then you got other you know other scenarios in the futures and the uh, yeah. the NDP and you know things like that that you come together and you get one team that's going to go overseas and compete. The process is difficult. Oh, it's very it's very tough. difficult. So a lot of people will say, "Well, I have no chance." I don't care if you think you have no chance or not. You don't know if you have a chance until you get in it. That's right. And the other part of it is you want to find out where you stand mm-hmm. in the amateur level, then you better get on the field with all those guys and look around and go, I'm not that dude. That's and right. then you have a choice from that point forward. And the choice is I'm going to get better and work my ass off and try to get to that level, or you know what, I just want to play in college and whatever. And then you figure it out. Yep. But if you never get out there, I always told somebody, I, I might have been 19 or 20 years old when this conversation came up. 
And the guy said something to me about, you know, trying this or doing that. And I said, I'm not going to be the dude at 60, <laughs> right? I'm not going to be the dude sitting on the porch in a rocker going, I wish I should have. Yep. I could have. That's right. I didn't put enough effort into it. I'm always going to be the guy that says, you know what? I went after it. I didn't. It didn't work. Okay, but at least I went after it. Mm-hmm. And I had fun doing it. That's right. Because a lot of times it's the parents that, oh, you know, I don't want him to get cut. I don't want him to get, you know, whatever. That's what happens when we were talking about, I told you earlier about team jumping, right? Yeah. Oh, he's not playing every day. Or oh, that coach doesn't like him, so I'm going to go start my other team. How many people do we know have, from the time they were 10 to now, probably 50 jerseys? You know, I mean, just running all over the place, jumping from this team to that team to that team, and then going, uh, there was a there was a, uh, a Twitter out the other day, and now I'm rambling. Now you got me going. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like chapped, okay? Oh, yeah, uh, so grateful he was recruited by this team. Dude, I've watched you go from team to team to team to team, okay? BS, man. That's right. BS. And I'll tell you what, when it's all said and done and you're sitting in the bar and you're trying to get a date, what are you going to do, pull out the list of all the teams you played for? Go in your closet no shot. and open <laughs> you it up. You got no shot, man. Yeah. You got no shot. It's unfortunate because it's, it's uh, you know, I think it's more of the parents that want those kids to play on those elite teams and, you know, they, they, they try to do whatever they can. I mean, you know, I think if you asked a kid at the end of the day, you know, if you took a kid to the side and like, hey, would you rather, you know, play with your local team here and go to a lot of good tournaments yeah. and have fun with your friends? Or do you want to, you know, travel the country and, you know, you know, fight for a job? And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I mean, I loved it. You know, people want that experience. But listen, the parents don't talk to the parents. The yeah. kids don't talk to the kids. It's a, it's a, it's a basically yeah. a job at the youth level. These kids got to walk They've in lost, there. We've lost the experience. Yeah, it's all about trying to mm-hmm. find the opportunity to get a scholarship, and yeah. nobody understands what the experience is. So that's why, I mean, I, you know, we talk about this, and I, and even on the street when we're out walking around, and people say, "Oh, I love the fact that you're talking about, you know, you played with the same guys." At mm-hmm. 10, 11, and 12 in your little league, as you did when you were 17 years old That's right. in high school. You played with that group. And in the process, the parents knew, right? Here's your team. The parents knew he's not the best player. So your role starts young. Yep. Okay? And then, you know, the better players evolve. But this kid stays on the team, and he's mm-hmm. part of it, and, and, and he moves forward. So that's why Legion was always a good – I always thought it was a good venue. I grew up in Connie Mack. We talked about this, mm-hmm. you know, and um, – you know, those were the guys. Those were you know, those were the guys that you you know you and started. You, you won. You continue to go. Yep. Yeah. And every year you knew who your team was going to be, and you knew who your shortstop was going to yeah. be, and you knew unless the new kid moved into town that you know that's right. That was it. Donald Bennett put a, put a good comment in there. He said the problem is parents hear the word national and jump. Parents don't know what national team means. National teams mean you can put national on any on any yeah. any yeah. uniform you want. That's a that's a great point because the other thing, listen, if you're a real a true national level kid, right? And you're committed, like Ray was as a freshman or something like that, and you know that there's projectability for draft, and you're playing on a national-level team against other national-level organizations out there that have similar all-SEC, ACC, Power 5 guys committed, potential draft pick guys committed. Go play on that, man. Yeah. Go play on that team. But anybody wants to buffalo, like there's a national team down the road here on the other <laughs> side of town. Like you're in a national team. Guys. Here- How about the national tenue team? The national twelve U team. <laughs> yeah, you got to be kidding me. If you if you and wanna... they're going to play in the World Series. Let me finish this one last time. <laughs> and they're going to play in the World Series because there's seven hundred World Series going on every weekend. Oh, yeah, which World Series? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, here's here. I'm gonna put it in a nutshell. If you want to know if you're on a national team or not, just go to the game. And if you're facing the other team's number one, you're on you're on the national team. Mm-hmm. If you're facing the three or four, you're not on the national team. Right. You know because the national team faces everybody number one from 
the first game to the last game. No one holds there. It's 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 like the Power Fives, right? The Power Fives have the best dudes in the country there. Yeah. Okay. There, it's the same thing at the showcase level. There's a there's a group of organizations out there that no doubt, man, mm-hmm. that top team is it. Yep. Okay. Everybody else can say, oh, oh you're. We, we have a national. We'll put together a national team, and it's really what you. What does your national team mean? What is that? What is that? What does that mean to me? Yeah. There is, there is no. Listen, I, I, and that's right. And, and Donald's right. People get Buffalo to the fact saying Donald's a great guy. I love he's Donald. The best, I mean, yeah. and his son. I mean, great family. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we just got another question. Maybe we can wrap up on this one. It says, "Wrap what? up, come on, wrap we, up. We, we, we're, we're over an hour warm. already." Listen, we get a warm here. <laughs> yeah, Mark Davis. Uh, he says, "What is your best terrible parent story?" Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so Mark, Mark Davis now with teammates in uh, um, in Vancouver. Okay. And, you know, I want to say something about that real quick. So the, I'm going to squirrel off this and then we we'll go, go back. I want to say something. I, want to say, I, I pulled out a picture the other day and, and, and understand where this is coming from because I, I, I believe that the game was at its best level when there were more African-American players in the game than there are now. Absolutely. I thought it was at the best. I mean, I played on teams that it was it was half the team were, were, were African-American guys white, Latino, whatever, but the product on the field was the best, and we've lost that part. And so I pulled out a picture, Mark, so you know, um, Sap Randall, Daryl Sconyers, Ray Chapman, Mark Davis, Mike Woodard, and Vanilla Shafe, the ultimate <laughs> Caucasian, standing in the middle of it. But that team right there was one of the best teams I've ever played on as far as approach to the game, mm-hmm. professionalism, um, clubhouse, uh, it, it was it and 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 it, and, it, and it was it was a mixed bag of nuts, you know. It was it was definitely and that's the part that was at up at the Dreams Park and with Morris Madden, who's who's is our, is our yeah. partner at Night yeah. Hole, who's a tremendous. His heart is in the right place. Is that what we're, that's what we're trying to do? Is, well, it, and it's not it's not like okay, it's it's for the better of the game. Yes. So to go back to, to what's your worst parent story? Oh man, I got so many. I, I mean, geez, Louise. Uh, so we're uh, at the Kyle Ripken uh, complex up in uh, Maryland. We just, you know, my 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 ace just threw in the semifinal game one. We won like, a, I mean, he threw a complete game. It was amazing. So we're walking from one of the smaller fields to the, the main stadium for the championship game. And he tells me, uh, uh, I was like, hey, great game. He was like, yeah, he was, uh, I'm, 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 I'm exhausted. I'm hungry. I was like, well, we got time to run up to uh you know we got time to make sure to go tell your parents to go get you something from the concession stand so you can eat because you're gonna you know so between games i see him and he's looking i mean he's got a pale face he's looking dizzy i'm like hey did you get something to eat he's like oh my father wants to go get something to eat i was like all right so i'm doing the lineup and this kid is just looking like he's just out of it so i'm like i can't put this kid in the game you know it's 100 (laughs) degrees we're on turf i was like this kid's Mm -hmm. gonna i was gonna put him in first base because you know he deserved the right he got us to the championship game and he was good so um father comes out with a bag of mcdonald's and he's eating mcdonald's when the game is about to start so i i I can't put the kid to play whatever so the, the father goes crazy that the kid is not starting and he's like in the middle of the game in the championship game just going crazy like why is my kid not playing x y and z i'm like because he's eating mcdonald's like should have just got him a, like a hot dog or something and like he pulls the kid <laughs> off the field and I, I was the most embarrassing moment of my coaching experience because you know you're excited everybody's excited you're in a championship game and this parent is feeding his kid mcdonald's you know what i mean and and mad that his kid is not playing because he wants you know i mean that, that was horrible i mean so, that was my worst experience as we, well. we've had uh, i've let in 15 years you know, parents go in the middle of a tournament. 
kids, teams, coaches go in the middle of a tournament, sitting right there next to me and just and, and acting up like, see you later, dude. Pack it, get out of here. But one of the funniest things that we we had, Andrew was with us, and we were. I, you might even be with. Yeah, him. I think that it was the us state three. Championship? State, yeah, I think that was the us state three. State champs. What? Well, we were playing a, a, a local team here that begins with an S. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, so that, that something happened. I'm at third base, and and something had started. They started arguing over to whatever, and I'm talking back at them, whatever. And I go past, and the parents are yelling at me, and I'm telling the parents, "That's right, you're with the right organization. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know nothing about what's going on." And uh, and these guys are still chirping at the umpire, or whatever. And the guy walks behind me, and we're sitting there, right? Nobody yeah. knows our, our yeah. background. Yeah. Oh my god, that was my and first I'll, game with so, My first game. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they suck me in. So I'm like, I'm like, dude. Really? What's your baseball experience? He goes, state champs. Yeah. That's- <laughs> oh my god, I remember. I'm that. like state champs, Andrew. We looked at each oh other. Like, oh, like, good we're god. like in what? Like volleyball? Know. Yeah. What were you like? You know, we laughed. What a boy on the we state champs the whole or something. Game. Oh my god, that was funny. Yeah. That was my first game. Yeah. That was my yeah. first well, game welcome. up in uh, Lake Norman. Well, I, yeah. I told a, I told a funny story last night. There's there's a guy, and I'm and I'm going to use his name because the story is really funny. Um, Jake Robbins. That's you know with one another organizations yeah. here and Jake and I are coaching together. And we're down in Charleston, and um, at forty two or forty three years old, I just get diagnosed with ADD. So they're medicating me. <laughs> <laughs> so my so my energy level is up here, and now I'm like this mellow dude. Like I'm, I'm not even there. So this, um, this umpire calls a third strike on this kid. The ball's in the dirt. The catcher reaches for the, reaches away from it, and. Jake is all wired up. Jake's an intense dude, right? When he's on the field, <clears throat> he starts screaming. And I'm like, dude, calm down. You know, because yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm med- meds I shouldn't be on, <laughs> I guess, right? I'm like, calm down, we'll get him. So I said to the umpire politely, I'm like, dude, where was that pitch? He goes, right down the middle. I look at Jake, I went, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake had his face and got dumped. And I can't, so. I can't picture Jake being a hothead on no, the field. No. Oh, he's like every time I, every time I talk to him, yeah, he's, like, no, he's, he's calm and collective. That day he wasn't. So that was that was funny. So that, there's so many of those. Oh yeah, Mark, we got yeah. Appreciate it. And Mark, Mark's a great dude. He's an attorney out in California. And if you guys are on Facebook. I want to tell you something. Mark has this walking, talking thing going on. So he, he's, he's trying to get everybody to walk, get healthy again and walk, right? And he's been doing it for months and months and months. He started, and it's one of those things like, okay, how long is this going to last, right? <laughs> and, it, and all of a sudden, Mark Davis is Facebook Live, you know, and you got, and he's walking. And he just rambles. He's great at it. I mean, it's like, and he just talks, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. So if you go Mark Davis on Facebook Live and uh, and listen to him walking and talking, walking and it's talking. good. So we appreciate you, and you're a good friend, and... Uh, you're a great teammate. Awesome. But to go back to your point, hey, I, I mean, you just nailed it on the head. You said, you know, back in the day when you played with, you know, with the African-American players, it was some of the best baseball. What's happening now is that the game is just, it's unaffordable for them now. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, that's you know, ACF for us. You're yeah, right. perfect. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's becoming where if they're not going to these major events or not going to these, you know, PBR, perfect game showcases, they're not Here, getting seen. Here's, 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 an, here's another piece of that, to that program. And I, and, and, and I wish Morris was here to attest it because I've watched it with Morris, right? So you get the, you get, you, you get these communities together that are predominantly African-American, right? And you try to run these programs, Okay. And you have this elite player, mm-hmm. and then you have the guys that need to be developed. That mm-hmm. could be good players. They just don't have the attention or the coaching or the resources to get there, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, this elite player leaves 
because somebody's recruiting him to go play here and there. Yeah. So they bring the level of the you know of that community league down, down. Yeah. and it's difficult because there's frustration levels. And the other part of it is you know you're dealing with you know a different level. You don't know what goes on in anybody's home. You of don't know, has no you have no idea what goes on between the walls of anybody's house, right? Yep. It's more difficult in these environments when you're Title I areas and you're mm-hmm. close or below the poverty line. Yeah. We, we know that. That's fact. Whether black, white, yellow, whatever. You're living in that environment, it's more difficult. So getting these kids to the, the fields, getting these kids, you have to set up leagues that they don't have to travel. They don't have to stay overnight. So they lose. They miss out on all this, yeah. you know, all this, all this processes that the more affluent. It's, it, they used to say it was a privilege to play this game. Now it's a game played by the privilege. Absolutely. And it's and it's changed, and we're losing great players because they can, you know, they can go different different places and do things. Football is big, you know, because it's basically a high school type thing. There's no summer football. You right. train, you play in your high school, you're recruited out of high school, and that environment is with within your radius. Yeah. Um, basketball has changed a little bit to a, de- a degree because you get the AAU and yeah. all these other tournaments, but they have people funding these guys to move them around. That's right, and a lot and of sponsorships, and, and it's a lot easier to fund a basketball team than oh, it is, you eight, know, yeah. than a baseball team. And you got to go play four or five days and stay somewhere. That's right, um, and it, it, it it's tough. And you know, we're going to try and do our part around here. And Morris Morris Madden has been doing it for years. Um, it's been frustrating for him because he's had good players go other places yeah. that should have stayed and been a part of it. So we're going to try and marry on the on the older side, CBC and, and Morris's group, so those kids have a place to go, and then the developmental kids can stay there and we can help develop them. Yes. You know, it's, it's not always about what level is next. It's about uh, retention of people in the game, and that's fans, coaches, whatever. Just, uh, just mm-hmm. that our game constantly stays healthy. Yep. Um, because not everybody's going to play in college. Not everybody's mm-hmm. going to play pro ball. Not everybody's going to, you know, but you want to make sure that you love this game enough that you're going to stay in it. So you have to build that passion and that love in these kids that they're going to, they're going to be fans. They're going to watch. They're going to be right. dads. They're going to, you know, you're going to stay around and, and, and the help. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Any so. other questions? No, that's it right now. No, there probably is. He just wants us to. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, mean, Jerry, Jar- <laughs> Jerry Jarvis said, hey, Ray. That, I mean, hey, hey, that's really up? it. So. Jerry, good guy. Son right. of a stud with the Brewers. All right. Justin. So, well, again, we appreciate everybody. This is 95, tracking to 100. Um, yep. Did Facebook Live. And what else did we do, Andrew? What else is going on now that. We have Facebook Live. We have Twitter. Um, we're going to eventually incorporate like LinkedIn and everything. We, we had over, over 2,000 views yeah, last 2.5, I believe. 2.5. You know that's pr- that's pretty good for two ugly guys and and hey. one tool and Andrew. Yeah, I'm, I'm hey, when I walk into places now, they're like, "Hey, you that guy with Jeff, right?" Hey, yeah, You guys, they got your frog video get a, up there. We, we got to get the name for Ray. Can I get like a nickname? You got you got the I got to think that one out. Schaefer, the ultimate Caucasian, or no, Vanilla Schaefer. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you know how that came though, right? I've told yeah. you that before. Yeah. So you know, but. Uh, yeah, we were we were out with friends the other night. We we had a good night. Obviously, more wine involved, and we're laughing as we're walking out. It always has to the do la- with the, wine, huh? It has always has to do with wine here. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, my wife likes wine, so I have to help her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there. Yeah, I'm support. I'm husband support. That's it. You got you a know? good one here, Amanda. Yeah. So yeah, see, right? Because yeah, I do listen, things like that. Absolutely. I drink with her because she you likes to, to drink. I you have, have to. to. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the right thing to do. That's right. You can't let her drink only alone. Thing that, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. So. So, but 
Yeah. Now your kids drive, so they could drive. They could pick you up and bring. No, you back home. we got the built-in Uber, and that's every time we go out because we usually like. How are those in conversations the in the car? Like if if Zach is picking you up, like how's that? Like you and Amanda. This like, is how this conversation goes in the car. Your mother's whacked again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always pushing it on her. Like, dude, look at her. Look at her. I'm trying to act like I'm sober. Like, look at her. She's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait till you get home oh no my phone's ringing right now I'm not here <laughs> so, but we, we appreciate everybody listening hopefully we brought some good insight and some good laughs you know we, we show up basically with uh, with a text to each other the night before like let's that's talk right. about this and then squirrels run all over the table and and, it's, and, and we follow them that's right we have a good time but, well you uh, follow them and then we just follow what we follow yeah about. I know you guys roll your eyes half the time like, oh god here we go again right? <laughs> so we're doing it but okay we appreciate everybody peace out take care